<laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Free Agents Podcast, episode 12 in the books of the challenge battle for a new champion. We are in a new year. It is 2024 in the same season, though, of the challenge. It is continuing on until the wheels fall off whenever that happens. Uh, of course, I am Matt alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you in this new year? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. I'm in my orange and yellow shirt, um, but I'm doing phenomenal, ready to talk about a new episode of The Challenge 39, and I feel like this one is going to be, you know, fairly messy in the episode, but I have a feeling that social media is going to be getting a little messy after this one, too. Just a little bit. Um, I mean, let's start with that right away, uh, just as far as like the polarizing aspect of the season seems to be turning into uh, one Michelle Fitzgerald. And I just had a thought that let me just get out now before we get too far away from it is um, the I don't know if hate is necessarily the right word, but again, the polarizing figure uh, that takes over some of these seasons uh, lately has been uh, one Tory deal. And with Tory not in the picture, are uh, fans that don't like Tory becoming the same fans that don't like Michelle? That's my question to you. Ooh, um, I mean, I don't think it's a one for one. I feel like this isn't shocking at all. She has been running the season, and usually we are all frustrated with the people that are running the seasons. They're not here, and it's her now. Um, I do think that I am getting a little frustrated with Michelle at points as well, because I feel like she just doesn't, like, stand up. Like, she, you know, acts very scared at all times, and then when she does finally say something a little cutting, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I didn't mean that. It's like, all right, just, like, be bad <laughs> like please um so i can like see why people are frustrated from both points of view there but uh, i think that if she goes back to being an underdog next season then this will shift again I would say so as well. I think um, I've, I've also seen like a lot of people just saying that she's boring. Um, I'm never going to say that I am a fan of hers, but um, just I guess the I, I get that the alliance is relatively boring. There's not a lot happening. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of tracking this new alliance that may uh, try to attempt to overthrow the big alliance that Michelle and Nerese are at the center of. Uh, so I understand that, again, the gameplay uh, can be seen as kind of boring, but um, I don't know. I guess, you know, I, I don't know if people are looking for Michelle to start like getting in fights and cursing people out. Like, I mean, she's in there playing yes. a, a good game. I think that's I what know. people want. I think that if, I, I guess if you're a non survivor fan, I would be kind of surprised if you were a big Michelle fan. Um, I think that this is kind of what we complain about a lot of other people on the show doing in general. As like they're coming and they're being kind of quiet because it's good for their game. And like, okay, I think that she has the added benefit of being like a really good confessionalist. But I don't think most people are going to care all that much about that and aren't going to notice it until it's gone. Um, so I think that... It is not super shocking to me that people are not, like, big Michelle fans, especially, like, I mean, you know, challenge-exclusive fans, I'll say. Mm -hmm. uh, this also feels like the first season where it's kind of, like, as far as seasons of reality television that Michelle's been on, where she is, like, far and away the main character. Um, and that's including her winning season of Survivor, where even all the way to the end, you know, there was 
a large contingent of viewers that thought that Aubrey was going to get the win there, not to revisit all of that. Um, and then we're disappointed when Aubrey didn't get the win. So like, of course we were following Michelle's journey and, you know, Michelle truthers were certainly aware of uh, her storyline that was going on there. And not, to, you know, she was top two uh, characters of the season, but this just feels like, you know, she's got the most confessionals. She keeps getting all the confessionals being like, this is my Alliance and I have this strong social game. So I feel like at the end of the day, the whole show has uh, really been centering around her uh, all the way to this elimination where um, we've been setting up for a couple of episodes now that, you know, uh, a lot of thoughts uh, this way and that way about Michelle. And last week was a big tease of Michelle almost going into elimination against Laurel. And this week, oh, she does get called into elimination. Her game is on the line and, uh, you know, her freaking out what's going to happen. Jay freaking out what's going to happen if Michelle goes home. Uh, So, again, I feel like she's been a very much like very much at the center of this season in a way like she hasn't been before. Um, I mean, I would argue that she and Jay were very much the center of the first half of Ride or Dies. Uh, I'm talking the whole season. I, I sure t- for sure. But, I mean, I just, like <laughs> that remains uh, to be seen, though. She could have certainly remains to be seen. And we would say the same thing. Yes. Um. I, just like as far as uh, we're set up now. I mean, again, Cara Maria pulling her into an elimination could have shaken that whole thing up, and Michelle goes home here. Uh, somehow we escaped that. I I can't explain. Uh, but. It still seems like she's in one of the best spots in the game. She keeps talking about, I'm going to go all the way to the end. I'm going to win this thing. Uh, so I, I don't know. You know, it, it just feels like, again, this is her season or one of, you know, whatever. Um, I still think it remains to be seen. I can also, like I said last week, see the point of, would this be a better season if Michelle went home? Um, in terms of the structure of the house changing enough to make it more interesting. Uh, I'm not sure still. I still have that question in my brain. Um, and so I'm eyeing that. I also, I, I want to point to, I think it was Challenge Stats that pointed out, um, right? Or what? No, it was Will, right? Will was talking about how... Um, Michelle's level of confessionals is unprecedented uh, in the past. Will, obviously, who does many of the uh, confessional charts over on Reddit. So, and, you know, many other <laughs> illustrious credits the great. from America. <laughs> um, but so he pointed out that, like, no one has ever had the percentage of confessionals that Michelle has had, including bananas, including CT, including Tori and Cara and Laurel and anyone else. Like when you put Michelle, who is relatively established versus a lot of people who are not at all established. And some of them were genuinely bad TV. Um, she has been completely running away with the confessional account uh, with the confessional count. So I'm not shocked that there's this backlash. Yeah, and again, that just kind of a little bit feeds into what I, what I'm trying to say here. Of just, uh, and at the end of the day, if you don't like her, and that's the case of you know you don't like Michelle. Plus, she's getting so much confessional time and being you know uh, looked at as again the center of so much of that's going on in the house. Uh, then I get why maybe you're frustrated even more. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? At the end of the day, uh, I can speak to my experience that I'm not getting uh, that frustrated. I'm enjoying all the Michelle screen time. Uh, but if Michelle's not your cup of tea, then of course you're you're not gonna like what's going on here. And I get it. Um, and maybe she'll go home soon, and you can uh, you know get a break. Or uh, at the very least, I I do feel not to tip my cap too much uh, or t- tip my hand tip my hand uh, too much for a upcoming drafts that we may do uh, for for a season forty or beyond. But um, I can't see Michelle going that high in my 
uh, draft picks uh, for one of those seasons. The, you know, the vets are going to be back and all of this attention on Michelle uh, from this time frame really makes me worried uh, for, for her next time around uh, and yeah. how long people are going to let her stick around that time. I still like Michelle. I'm still like, you know, if she goes into an elimination, I'm rooting for Michelle. I'm rooting against her alliance. <laughs> I want many people in that alliance to go home. I want it to fracture. I want it to break. I am definitely starting to be like, look, do I think they're like, wow, you know who's going to carry the show next? Like, Colleen, let's go, Colleen. Like, break up this alliance. Like, no, but I still want her to do it. <laughs> like, I don't know what I have until it's gone. I want her to uh, bring together the underdogs, organize everyone. Like, you know, if this show becomes Colleen and Kyland and Zara and Berna, like that's the show I'm going to watch, apparently, because I need this to flip. Sure. Sure. Um, well, then let's get into it all. This was another uh, crazy episode with another crazy ending. I feel like at this point we're watching two different shows, um, at least in the last two weeks or maybe even more beyond that. We're watching the episode of uh, the season 39 players and their, their dynamics with each other. And then we're watching like a bonus show where a champ comes in and gets to involve themselves in the season. Uh, and like the entire uh, portion uh, last week with Kara, uh, sorry, with Laurel and this week with Kara, it's, it's it feels like a whole different episode that we're watching and uh, of course, it, it ties itself into the main episode. Uh, but, you know, this extra part is just has been uh, I don't know if it's been fully delivering uh, because the champs have been losing in, in the way that the produ production intended. Uh, but it's been something. And Scally, I think we have to start right away with uh, the headlining here is that after so many years away, four years and over a thousand days, I think it was like a thousand four hundred days. Car Maria is back on a main episode of the challenge. Yawn. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not a Kara fan. I will never be a Kara fan. You're not getting it to happen. Um, I recognize what she brought to this segment. I do think that it is uh, like it was a good injection of energy. I think it's like a little overblown. Like, I'm not like, wow, Kara really did that. Like, you know, it was kind of basic. Uh, and ultimately, she like was like, you're going to play my game. They said, no, we're not. And she's like, well, I'm mad. Like, okay. <laughs> like, good attempt, I guess. She's uh, she's always been awkward. She's always been yes. cringy. I mean, like, I think her and Paulie's like fan base is like team cringe or something like that. Um, so... The fact that she comes in in like a very like TJ's, you know, going through her stats, being like 19 eliminations, 13 people home. And she's like, really? It's like, no, sh just let him talk. Um, and she's then, not you know, shocked by in. that, by the way. She knows exactly how many eliminations she went into. Correct. Um, <laughs> but she, you know, just like eating up the screen time and then like going into the uh, she she comes in and, and, you know, shoots fire out of the cast. Uh, apparently, we only saw like, you know, 25 percent of that of uh, the things that she had to say to them and jokes that she had about them. Uh, the whole cast is calling themselves the plastics now, or at least the alliances, because Kara made some kind of joke about how uh, she was saying like, oh, have you guys had a lot of water challenges this season. And TJ was like, yeah, we, we have. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been in the water. And Car's like, oh, that's good because I heard plastic floats, uh, and they were all like, whoa, uh, what? Please don't pick me for, for elimination. Um, so she just came in again, red hot like her hair. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that they were like, oh my god, she read us to Phil. Like she did that. It's like, wow, she called them plastic. I was like, okay, I'm like, mm, a better. <laughs> like you know what? She made the attempt, and I appreciate it. And I think that um, 
like I've said, like I do want this alliance to get called out. So when she comes in and makes the attempt, like, good. I'm glad that something happened. I, even if it's like an artificial injection of uh, someone who is, I think, mainly partially looking for like uh, revenge for Laurel and mostly looking to secure their spot on season 40. Yes, very much the second part for sure. The Laurel part, who knows? Um, because the the story that we get from both of them most of the time is just that they don't have any regular communication. Uh, they saw each other in, I think it was the airport before they came out there, uh, before before Car was about to come out. You know, they were crossing over uh, crossing paths along, you know, Laurel going home and Car getting there. Um, and that seems to be where you know information was exchanged in the sense of like maybe Car being told to pick Michelle, which seems to be speculated all across the board. And I, I don't see how that could not be the case um and uh, you know paulie i don't know if paulie's comment actually had anything to do with it um so you know wh whatever their relationship is to the to this day also i'm totally forgetting i'm totally totally forgetting um in in <laughs> the fact that all stars four is a thing and yes. those two were on the cast that did film before this so whatever their relationship is to this day we'll find out when that airs um so that's probably a big missing piece here of whatever that is, but they they definitely talked. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Laurel was like, can't wait till you all see, like promise this wasn't planned. Like, how'd you know it was coming if you don't talk? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, um, so I, and obviously we know that they overlapped in their time there because Kara did like an interview talking about how she like popped around like the corner and was like being weird to Laurel or did Laurel talk about that? I don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but regardless, like we know they talked on location. So I just, I 100% have to believe that, uh, she knows about Laurel's beef with Michelle and they're on like semi-decent terms at the very least at this moment in time. I have no idea about all stars or now or whatever. Um, but I do think that it's at least a factor. Yes. And I also very much get the vibe that, you know, she's coming in realizing that uh, whether it's just from Laurel or from Polly or, you know, just she she can make it seem like she doesn't know what's going on all she wants. But I, I don't believe it for a second um, coming in, knowing that Michelle is, you know, one of if not the it girl right now and coming in to say, you know, I'm I'm the challenge. I'm Cara Maria um, and I'm TJ's favorite player, which he literally said, which is OK. Uh, bold uh, bananas won't like to hear that very much when he uh, well, he's not showing up here. But, uh, you know, next time they talk. Um, so her coming in and, you know, calling out, you know, a former face of the show to calling out one of the current faces of the show. I wasn't surprised, you know, if she did send Michelle home, uh, she would have been, you know, reveling in that for, you know, months and years to come um, and would have certainly, you know, again, enjoyed that. So um, no surprises with that pick. And and again, she makes this whole production. Uh, poor Michelle, you know, purple jacket, orange shirt. It's just not getting any easier. <laughs> yeah it's not ideal now i have a question mm -hmm. she obviously goes to michelle and she's like say a name if you don't say a name it's gonna be you and i don't have to move on if anyone besides michelle was standing first would she have said the same thing or is it say a name they refuse to give a name she moves on to the next person she's starting with michelle 10 out of 10 times even there. if she's think... standing in the middle yep i don't think so i i think that she is going to 
make it work for however she has to in order to call down Michelle. But I think that she is starting with the first person regardless. I think that if you start with Michelle and you don't call her by name, like that is, it doesn't make any sense. And you got to keep the bit going of, I don't even know who you are, but I'm going to call you orange shirt. And like, I'm not targeting you for any reason, except for, I find you, you know, quote unquote weak or for not calling out your friends. Yeah, Michelle was on the podcast with Davon and Devin this week, which uh, certainly uh, a worthwhile listen. She even <laughs> confronts them. Uh, did you did you get a chance? I have not gotten to up? listen. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally just woke up. How uh, dare you? <laughs> uh, I'm she, sick. Yeah, yeah. She calls them out uh, a couple minutes into the podcast. Not calls them out, but like calls into question like. It, it was very much uh, Jeff probes. Do you even like me? Uh, <laughs> that she she gives the two of the women to just be like. So I've heard you've been saying some stuff, uh, and they hash it out there, and everything was fine. Uh, but that's that. So Michelle was on that, and she was saying that she, you know, there's no doubt in her mind that uh, Cara was coming out there again, looking for her specifically uh, at that point. And um, you know, when she says like, you know, orange shirt, it's like, okay, well, you just said that Polly told you to watch out for that snake Michelle. So like, you knew my name, stop trying to come in and act like, you know, you're so whatever. Um, so I don't think that she goes to any of the other women first. I think she starts with Michelle. If Michelle says a name, then we have a different story. If Michelle turns and says, uh, okay, Narice, then she probably goes to Narice and says Narice, and then Narice says Michelle. And then, you know, she goes from there, but uh, it was just a perfect setup for her that she was, I think she was always going to start with Michelle. And the fact that Michelle doesn't give her an answer just ends her, you know, her, her whole thing right there of her saying all right well then here's who i'm picking if i get the chance to hmm, i don't know i'm still not convinced but i do think that she picks michelle regardless especially if like let's say the other three were all like mariah she's like mariah you're on the bottom of this alliance like you're safe who should i say like I, there's something that's the only way i could see it not being michelle is if like whoever they ganged up on gets to pick um yeah. but i think nine out of ten times michelle's going down there sure um well, you know, nine out of ten times isn't quite how the draw works. The draw is, of course, uh, two, two out of three chance uh, that uh, the people on the pulled, podium. You know. No, no, no. I, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying when we get to this point, though, you know, there's a, a good chance, just like last week, or uh, the better chance that Michelle's not going to be bothered. Like Laurel uh, wasn't able to get her hands on her, and you would think that Cara wouldn't either. But uh, that one out of three, you know, times is is going to come up once in a while, and uh, it did save. Uh, we're just going to do the entire elimination here. We're already here. Uh, Colleen and Raven getting saved after Kara like kind of looks at them and says, so, you know, what are you guys up to <laughs> down here for the first time? Another like uh, fourth time and nobody else up there has gotten anything yet, which immediately, you know, if Kara wasn't already thinking that she was going to pull down Michelle or somebody up there, uh, that was always going to be what she does, which you get knowing the history of Kara Maria, where she explains it on the episode. But yeah, this was her story of just uh, being the one that was just the outcast and constantly like fighting against like the bigger part of the house. Um, so there was never a world where she was going to take one of those two women that were already down there in and uh yeah when's the last time Kara was actually an underdog in a season um obviously it's been a while but like her story starting off is what she was getting at yeah i don't know she's just like <laughs> i've always been in your shoes i'm like when <laughs> like uh because i'm thinking like war of the worlds too like she ran that season pretty much top to bottom never ever was in danger was she even on war of the worlds one i don't think she was uh no she was and she made it right to the end with hardly any problems like i can't think of 
a time, even when it's like her and Marie like skates towards the end pretty easily. Like she is known for making it to the end without going into any eliminations because she's so well set up socially. And now she's like, you're playing wrong. It's like, Cara, this is exactly what you do. <laughs> it is, but she has been off the show for so long that the only memory she seems to have is of her first uh, three seasons where yeah. uh, she did have that uphill battle. And, you know, the closest person she had to her was like her rival Laurel who hated her half the time, more than <laughs> half the time. Uh, and then would comfort her when she got like a drink spilled on her head. So, um, yeah. So yeah. I think she had uh, two tough seasons. One, she went home immediately. And then the next one was tough. And then it was like, all right, you're in. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was that. Like she was still getting, you know, a lot of shit from so many cast members for for a couple of years. I need to look back. And then you know, I have a I famously think, terrible memory in terms of timelines. I think she was certainly proving herself with, you know, wins, uh, challenge wins, elimination wins and whatnot. But she was pretty hated for a, a while. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, so she does her whole thing. She's going to call out Michelle, um, and then it turns into this uh, puzzle elimination where uh, at first Kara is taking the lead. She is dominating uh, the physical aspect of it. She's like, this is like a CrossFit workout to me, which, you know, I, I – I don't do CrossFit, but I, I could see the uh, comparison. She was just pushing, pushing, pushing things. Uh, Michelle's struggling. And then next thing you know, Michelle is putting the whole thing together uh, with, you know, a lot of controversy from people online that are uh, saying that Michelle only won this. People, And I say online, not just uh, in uh, the tweets I've seen out in La La Land, in the tweets that I've seen in my mentions, because I tweeted one thing about Michelle <laughs> last night. And, well, try try winning an elimination without all this help. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, people are mad. People are angry. Apparently. Michelle uh, had way more help than was even shown on the episode. Mm -hmm. She claims uh, on the podcast that she didn't need the help. Um, she says that she saw the puzzle because, you know, we, we know puzzles are her thing. Um, she says that she saw the puzzle as she was doing it. And she said that what she got out of all the yelling was, you know, support. And it was nice to have the people yelling for her. And that motivated her to keep going. Uh, and she's like, it certainly didn't hurt to have people kind of telling me, you know, where to put this piece in that piece. But she's like, I did not need it. If they weren't there, I still would have been able to put it together. So that's what she says. Yeah. I believe that she probably didn't need help with the puzzle. It didn't seem like Cara Maria was particularly close. Uh, be, there was some people even on Reddit being like, Cara's puzzle was broken and that's why she couldn't win. No, it was just two-sided. <laughs> like there were pieces <laughs> on two sides. It was obviously meant to be um, like confusing. And so, because if it was just like that one side and it was just like, okay, put these together, like I hate when you call those things a puzzle. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That is a children's, like, you know, a children's puzzle. Like, maybe for a toddler, you can call a nine-piece arrangement a puzzle. Um, but for an adult, like, this is just then a physical challenge. So once you put the two sides of it, I think it becomes much more of a puzzle. And then that's where I think, yeah, Michelle is good at that. Um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that, like, okay, the whole house helped. Okay, I agree. I don't think Michelle needs all of that help, but I feel like a lot of you were also saying Horacio has the record now of most elimination wins. Uh, and I have called that deeply into question and have complained about this for a very long time. And I think a lot of people uh, usually come down on the side of like, it's part of the game, which I disagree with and I would like for more people to disagree with, but we'll see. Um, and then also, I don't know, there's a, so much of this like, if 
you know, the vets come in, they're all good at headbangers, so it should be 10 headbangers in a row. First of all, boring, like not fun. And there's not usually 10 headbangers on a row on a normal season. Mm -hmm. So keep it what it is. If you're that good, you should be beating people almost everything. Like, I really am shocked that, is it three so far of the six uh, um, champions have lost? Four? Four? Question mark? Past two plus Darrell plus uh, Kaz. Four. Four is wild. Yeah. Um, I saw people saying, you know, well, this might be what production wanted. They wanted the the newbies to come in and be able to give like the J confessionals being like, looks like this new crop of talent isn't so bad. Like, look at us. Look at what we can do. And I get that for the theme of the season. But it's also crazy, you know, for the long term history of your show that you have these champions coming in and uh, probably are supposed to be taking out some of these contenders on their path to the end, uh, the, on the season's path to the end. Um, and then, you know, four times nobody's going home now, three weeks in a row. I think they wanted people to have a shot. Like, I think if you don't want people to have a shot, you put them like, okay, CT's doing hall brawl, like, you know, Car right. Maria's doing pole wrestle. Um, but just how many physical eliminations are there? Like, you can only do so many. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, like I'd be real bored if we watched 10 hall brawls in a row, like more bored than I've been by far watching them do uh some of these random puzzles. So I I just think at a certain point, like if you're that big and bad, then be big and bad. Like, it doesn't have to be your, oh, I'm only good at this one thing. Like, mm, okay. Uh, you know, Kara is good at the strength portion of pushing this stuff around. And I don't think she is, like, awful at puzzles. She's a bad swimmer. If you gave her the one that was, um, who was it against Melissa? Casey? Sylvia? But, no, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't even remember. No, it was Casey. Was against that. Laurel? I don't know. Whatever. Melissa was uh, Tori. Tori, 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 Tori. Um, Tori and Melissa getting that swimming one. Like, if you give that to Kara, I'm like, mm, that's okay. Like, <laughs> throw this one out. Kara's a bad swimmer. Um, but like, she's not known for being terrible at puzzles. It, bad at math, I would say, but puzzles, mm-hmm. fine. So I don't necessarily take it as a valid criticism when it's like, well, they didn't get exactly what they're good at. Like, okay, neither did the person going into elimination most of the time. Yeah. She, uh, yeah yeah uh car just said she had this uh brain haze going on which you know i wonder where that came from maybe the uh the vaccine she didn't get um Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the long covid um so she was uh relatively embarrassed uh as she ends up calling out uh she's like would i have called her out if i knew she was a survivor champion yeah probably it's like well i don't know that she beat you because she's a survivor champion and that makes a huge difference but like i don't know just that's the way that this one went i think I will love uh, challenge history more going forward, knowing that this elimination exists and that this is on both of their records for the rest of time. Michelle Fitzgerald now with a three and three elimination record and one of those wins being against Cara Maria Sorbello. Like, wow. The only two people to beat Cara Maria in a one on one elimination are Michelle Fitzgerald and Laurel. So Wow. Equally good competitors. Wow, 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 wow. 
So also Michelle was talking about um, how they had all like gotten dinner together and went out together uh, one night sometime after the season uh, because Carr was in New York filming the stuff with Dorella, I guess, for all these little like, you know, Instagram videos of their uh, whatever they're doing. Uh, And Laura was there and they all like, I don't know, it was a big group of them that went out and Carr, Michelle said that she's like fine with uh, she's fine with Carr. Like there wasn't any kind of like animosity or bad blood or anything. Like, I don't know that they're going to be best friends, but that's that. And then with Laurel. She said that they like were on civil terms that night, but she's like, I'm not under any false delusions. Like, I know she's still going to, you know, come for me until she like has my blood on her hands. I really do think that like, even if they got to a good place socially where they were hanging out regularly, I think they show up on the next season and Laurel's like, oh, you thought we were close. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's your head. (laughs) Like, I just think you're never, ever escaping Laurel felt embarrassed apparently which i don't think is super deserved but whatever uh and is always 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 going to want revenge which is crazy like uh, michelle was like i don't understand she's like i've been sent home by a handful of people already you know they send you into elimination you go home like hold on to that forever or you just move on to the next one she's like laurel's holding on to this one forever and i can't get it but that's laurel so yeah um but again, Michelle wins this elimination. Uh, she gets a adorable confessional afterwards, uh, just in complete disbelief that she beat Kara. You know, same thing that uh, that Raven got last week beating Laurel. It's like never would have expected either one of them to get those wins because these are two, you know, elimination beasts, challenge champions. So the fact that they got those wins are, you know, insane. So good on both of them. Um, and that's that's the elimination. I don't know. What else? What What's else? Kara? that every single person in that house ran down to the sand to celebrate Michelle. It's like, okay, you can all talk about how you recognize that she's so well set up socially and stuff, but like people are kissing the ring. It's wild to watch. Yep. Yeah. Um, she is never going to stop talking about how great her social game is. And it's because of, uh, obvious examples like this when you see people picking her up cheering from the crowds you know like screaming at the top of their lungs for her to come back uh and eventually she ends up getting this you know unexpected win carried out on people's shoulders it's just this is why she has success yeah and uh, Corey makes a comment in the middle of the episode of like oh your quote-unquote good social game like showing up here with all of your friends isn't a social game like you basically were handed it and i agree with that for sure and i think that it is benefiting a lot of people in this house i think that michelle is someone that's like above and beyond where every single person is thinking that she's their number one and they just are so obsessed with her and part of me is like why and like how you know very briefly spoken to michelle um i think there's like people in reality tv that like you meet and you get it and like it's there i wouldn't say like it's a kim spradlin but like it's definitely there um so i get it how she like makes you feel very like you matter and you're talking to her and like you're the person like she's fully interested in talking to you um but i am amazed that she's able to maintain that with so many people in such a small space Right. I don't know that Michelle's social game is in the same level of like the Parvati and Kim kind of deal where um, or like a Jeremy Collins where, you know, you meet them and, you know, you have exactly what you just described where it's like, I feel like I want to, you know, uh, do anything that you ask of me. Uh, But it's certainly, you know, that level of social game where it's like, okay, if I'm going on to a season with you, I am going to think I'm your number one because you're such an easy person to get along with and to talk game with and you're not blowing up on me or anybody else. Uh, 
you know, on a regular basis. It just feels like I can have a conversation with you. I'm going to trust you uh, un- until you give me reason not to, which, you know, a lot of people have gotten reason not to trust her going forward. And that, again, may come back to bite her in a future season or two. Uh, but uh, for now, she's just, you know, she's she's collecting these allies. She's not, you know, to this point, uh, last season was uh, the USA was the farthest. I believe that she's made it so far. But a lot of these seasons, she's not making it super far. So a lot all these allies that she has from Spies, Lies and Allies are people that she was there for, you know, what was it, like four or five episodes worth. But she still made those connections. And now coming in here, she's, you know, uh, last season with Jay, she left around the halfway point. Uh, but again, still made plenty of connections. So people aren't threatened by her is another factor of all of this. Um, you know, she just be Kara in elimination. But I still feel like people are looking at her like somebody they can probably out, uh, you know, uh, whether it's endurance or or I don't know. Uh, she's just not the same big threat that some of these other players according to raven on last week's official challenge podcast she was like i put michelle on this huge pedestal like i never thought that like i could beat her um i was scared of going against her and so when she saw michelle like scared to go against laurel she was like oh maybe i can beat her like maybe this is different And it's like okay i mean i think that being scared of Michelle and being scared of Laurel are like two different things, but sure. <laughs> Whatever has to like get it into your head that Michelle is not this like unbeatable figure that no one is, but yeah. uh, especially Michelle. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, Michelle has shown up on a lot of seasons and not really made it far enough or been in exactly enough control where she has to betray her friends. Uh, you know, she has not gotten to the point where that usually comes up and she is getting to that point just because she's so well connected on this season. And I think that it can extremely negatively affect her future games. Right. Um, I think we can uh, take a break from Michelle talk here. Uh, it's probably been like what, 20, 20, 30 minutes so far. I think that's fair. Uh, um, and uh, maybe get into some of these other players, especially for those, uh, for if there is a contingent of those, uh, Michelle, not, uh, not pe- people that are, I'm trying to say, how do I say Michelle haters, but in a nicer way, uh, not a fan of Michellers at the moment. <laughs> that's listening. exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. I know. Um, where do we go next? Uh, there's a couple, you know, minor storylines throughout this episode that are again, not playing into the results here because Michelle's the one that goes into elimination, but you have the Olivia and Horacio, you have, uh, the Kyland continuing Kyland and Horacio being on the outs, uh, Norris and Olivia. Maybe that's a good place. Norris and Olivia. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. So Olivia. Uh, as of last episode or an episode before that starts expressing that she's concerned about Horacio. But one of the things that we should be paying attention to is that she is Horacio's uh, partner from last season, Ryder dies uh, is with this alliance of all these women that are working together. Um, so it should be smooth sailing for her and Horacio and Norris, but maybe not. Yeah. You would think that they came in here as like uh an automatic alliance like as much as you should not need to check in with an alliance member like you would think it's them <laughs> like as much as you can get away with it i would think that like i could spend one percent of my time with you and we'll be good regardless uh but not for olivia olivia's very very upset about um Horacio spending all of his time with other people and not communicating with her and it seems like olivia has fully turned on Horacio at this point 
Yeah, she I mean, we're we're not seeing them talk like we haven't seen one conversation, maybe like in previous episodes that I'm forgetting about. But as far as long as this storyline has been going on, there's there hasn't been one sit down of the two of nope. them to say, uh, so like, are we on the same page? Are we working together? It's just and if it was there, we would have had to seen it by now. Yeah, I, that's the thing is she's talking to every single other person in the house about it. So <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, having followed Olivia since Love Island, I'm not very surprised. Uh, she has had major fallouts with most of the people from that cast, from like anywhere else that she's met. It feels like Michelle's the only one she has not yet had a major fallout with. So it's just not that surprising to me, ultimately. Yeah. But uh, if anyone was safe from it, I thought it would be Horacio. You would think so. Um, but so, again, Horacio and Nerese have linked up this season. They're uh, going strong with the showmans as of now and even as of now now uh, in in real time. Um, so Nerese ends up getting a phone call from her family back home. And I think it was her brother that uh, tells her, so there's like somebody in the house that you shouldn't be trusting. Long story short, uh, it seems like a certain person and there's good reason to believe, according to the Internet, uh, that this person is one Anissa uh, who got in contact with Narice's family or I guess her brother specifically to let him know that uh, she heard Olivia talking crap about Narice and saying that she's broke and she's using people for the game, which like who isn't using their friends for this game. Uh, but I don't know, Anissa like bad mouthing Olivia, who strange because I thought that she was friends with Olivia, they seem to have a connection going into la or coming out of last season, especially at the reunion. They were on the same page, if I remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, Norris finding out this information, which was also strange because you don't usually get this kind of information from the loved ones call. So there was a lot going on here. Oh, huh. Anissa being a bad friend to her friends. That's interesting. Um, or shady or weird. Um, so <laughs> inserting herself where she doesn't need to be. Um, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I don't know. I was shocked because like you said, she was like a huge Olivia supporter last season and even off on the podcast. She did nothing but hype her up. Olivia has talked a little bit about how like even the day before they flew out, uh, Anissa was like hyping her up and telling her how well she was going to do and just like giving her tips, etc. So um, this is very, very, very shady to be going behind her back like this. And especially if it ends up not being 100% true. Yeah. It's just, it, again, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, where, like, where is this coming from? And also um, like the Norris is, uh, listening to this, of course, she's going to listen to her loved ones and the information they're giving her. But I'm also like looking around, like, look at the house that she's in. Look at look at the alliance that she's in. Like, I don't want her to get too far off distracted from, you know, what she sees in front of her and what she's feeling in front of her just based on information that Anissa is giving that is, I guess, weeks old at this point. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I guess it remains to be seen how this effect. Nerese is, you know, saying in confessional, like, I'm going to put this in my pocket, hold on to it for later. I don't need to do anything with it right now. Um, but I hope she's not making any like crazy rash, rash decisions going forward uh, based on that. But I guess also just to counter on my own point, um, you know, if Olivia is talking about being anti Horacio and not trusting him very much and Nerese's full trust is in him right now, then maybe it's going to naturally make sense anyway for her at some point to be like, all right, well, once they eventually maybe do get like a Raven or Colleen out and they're starting to look for people to be at the bottom, um, if Mariah can escape a, a spot because Olivia sneaks, you know, further down the list, then maybe that's just how it works out. Look, um, it was shady what Anissa did, but from my perspective of wanting things to shake up, 
Thank you, Anissa. Give her a producer credit. I'm so happy. Uh, I like Norris, but like, please throw Olivia under the bus. Like, let's get this moving. Um, I want drama, and this is drama, and this is drama within the main alliance that really could set up not only this season, but future seasons to be much more interesting by watching these two fall apart and watching that larger group in general fall apart. Uh, I think that this could do wonders for the future of the challenge. Um, I'll agree for the most part. I think we cannot have a world where this ride or die group goes into, you know, becomes the new vacation Alliance and it's just unbreakable. Like for whoever of them do get the call for season 40, uh, we cannot have them going in there together again and being like, we're unbreakable. Like they need to, excuse me, they need to dissolve a little bit and, and mesh back in with some of the vets and, you know, go after each other because that'll be a lot more interesting. Uh, I almost, part of me thinks it's more likely that they're going to be all cast on the next season if they all have this big drama because uh, I think they'll probably want season 40 to be set up pretty decently for the vets and you would not want to cast a big counter alliance. But I think the vets need a big counter alliance to work against them. So um, however it ends up being, whether next season brings them together because they have to be, whatever, give me the drama now, give me the drama later. Like I am ready for it. Yeah, uh, we'll see the the Olivia and Reese Michelle talk in the kitchen there. They were just, you know, again, not really on the same page about all of it. Olivia was getting annoyed that Norris kept defending uh, Horacio. And later on, we see that conversation with uh, Olivia and Jay, where she's again venting about Horacio to Jay. And uh, what do you think of Jay's take on all of this, where uh, apparently Olivia has been this whole time thinking that Horacio dragged them through the season and she owes so much to him. But Jay, what, like, was he blowing smoke or was he just like genuine in his uh, thought process of? No, you're the one that carried him because we didn't like Horacio. We liked you and we wanted to keep you around, which is why you made it far and why everybody else, you know, kept you around and you made it to the final. I feel like Jay did like Horacio, but also they went into like five elimination. <laughs> like you were keeping them that safe. <laughs> That's like, true as well. <laughs> they were risked a lot. Uh, and no, it was not Michelle and Jay throwing them in for sure. But uh, like they were not high priority for you either. I do yeah. think that Olivia had the much stronger social game on last season and this season uh, to this point. But um, I think it was definitely the combination of the social and the physical that ended up keeping them safe. Yeah. Um, and then I think, I think most times if they are working well together, Olivia is going to carry them further. I think the social game is more important than the physical game. Um, For sure. But I think that uh, specifically last season, it was not super one sided in either direction. Right. So essentially, Jay's blowing smoke, um, which Shocking. a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> I want him you. out so bad. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I want Jay out so bad. <laughs> Whoa! Well, isn't CT on his way soon? Oh, that's true. So maybe. Um, but then uh, kind of wrapping this in with the Kylan of it all, because again we keep getting glimpses of how this uh, alliance may be starting to form with people that are on the outs, and Norris is now finding herself in this middle spot between uh, the opposition group that's forming of Horacio and Kylan and whoever else is over there, uh, and Norris obviously has her main group of allies on her side. Uh, so Kylan, uh, at the beginning of the episode, has a chat with Norris talking about you know the spot that he feels like he's in. He also can't get it through his head that Michelle's not his ally. I don't know how many scenes we're going 
going to get of Horacio being like, so I don't think I can trust Michelle. I want to, but it's just, I don't know. She's got a lot of allies. It's like, get it through your head. She doesn't. Yeah. At least he like kind of gets it, but he doesn't all the way get it. Uh, and then later on, he has another talk with Horacio and Narice where, uh, or no, that's, that's talk where he, so just again, Horacio's uh, involvement in all of this, um, Ky- Kylan, hello, uh, Kylan's involvement in all of this. He's talking to Colleen. He's still trying to rally the troops. I just don't think it's that shocking for Horacio to like have conflicted feelings on Michelle when I'm sure that Narice is like, don't target her. <laughs> like, please, I can work her. Like, I will not, she will not throw you in. Like, I got you. Um, I'm sure that that is happening. So it's not super surprising that he has these conflicted feelings even more than like he should on paper. So that's not surprising. I'm really enjoying this Kylan, Horacio, Narice little alliance. Um, I think that it doesn't seem as if she's ratting them out to the main alliance so i actually think that like they can mutually benefit from sharing information here uh and it makes the house structure a little more complicated which i think is a benefit to the season so uh i'm very pro this alliance at the moment yeah, I mean, if it, if it can turn into anything, they have the, they have numbers there. It's just uh, every single time we get to a challenge and we get to, you know, the group of people that end up winning, it involves somehow it somehow involves people that are keeping people safe and it's just not going anywhere. Um, so it's been so much tease of, you know, what if this group comes together and can make something happen uh, and then it still has yet to happen. So that's been uh, frustrating for anybody that is looking for that alliance to get shaken up a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, So, uh, you know, uh, there's work being done, and I am not thinking that all of a sudden next week this is going to be a super successful uh, alliance all of the sudden, but I do think it's laying good groundwork for if these people are able to stick around. Right. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the other alliances, the main alliance is still, you know, reaffirming things with each other at all times. You get the Michelle and Mariah scene uh, after the challenge because they're going to end up be, uh, you know, throwing Raven in, uh, which is still the consensus. And later on, we get the core four chat, uh, Asaf, Narice, Michelle and Jay, uh, again, just reaffirming things within their group. Narice and, not there. Know, Olivia kind of... was there. Oh, really? Yes. I wrote the same thing and then changed my notes. <laughs> oh, um, well. That's... I'm pretty sure. And it, they didn't lay word like, this is the core four or like the core four. They were just like, Asaf was bringing them back information and was like, Jay and Michelle, like you're in danger. Narishi's in danger, like, et cetera. I was pretty sure that I saw Narice, but I will believe you. Um, or maybe uh... I just saw that group together and <laughs> assumed Narice because that's the group that we had seen, you know, in weeks prior. Um so, yeah, I don't know where I was going with all that. Just, again, th- that group is, is still sticking together, so the group on the outs needs to come together. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard because you have people like Zara winning her 17th challenge of the season. Uh, Raven, who is putting up, you know, strong showings each week. But uh, as Raven says, like, she's like, I know I'm going in again this week, but, like, it's just making it easier for me to say names when I do ultimately win. It's like, okay, well, you've won already this season. Like, you need to get back in the winner's column so that you can make these moves. Uh, and I'm not saying uh, I doubt her by any means. It's just it's taking a little bit to get there a couple challenges in a row of uh bad luck is again far as far as these numbers go so it's yeah. the structure of the season the random teams the like huge teams that are all safe and also like generally are going to have at least enough to tie it where this they like can't make a big move is so frustrating um even here where you have 
a like not ideal team win for the main alliance like they can't do anything because ed's there and like everyone else is too scared to like make a move on certain people so like Horacio, berna and zara should be able to come together and be like all right let's throw you know let's throw mariah in let's throw narisa in. like let's throw someone like obviously not narisa not and that's the thing is they're all too well connected it's really annoying um but right. like you know they if this was a men's day like i could see an argument of like does Asaf end up in does jay end up in because like not all these people have very strong connections with them anymore uh even a cory i think could have been in danger but it being a women's day etc just like ended up very bad luck had this yeah i mean had this not been such an easy decision for them to ultimately land on colleen because you know they were able to get the majority uh with the three votes outside of berna uh there absolutely should have or could have been a world where uh where berna was that last vote to uh to make something bigger happen but uh with all the highlight of you know her relationship with michelle and michelle uh keeping her in the loop or trying to keep her in the loop uh berna must feel like she's you know attached to that alliance at this point so it just wasn't happening uh and if there was a bigger decision on the line like a j versus uh i don't know whoever ultimately ends up going in like if i don't even know there's there's so many different scenarios that could have played out if it was a, a men's day just given the grouping of people that won um you know there might have been more of a highlight on the burner situation and uh, you know does uh did michelle put in enough work that burna keeps all of michelle's allies safe knowing who those people are so this group uh you know the, the groups are constantly like uh hard to figure out as to which way they could have gone or should have gone uh given the groupings of people and i i again wish that it wasn't as strange of a format as it's been with tj just saying okay u4 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 and u4 i want to see them group together and you know let zara and raven and Horacio and kyland form their own team so that they have a chance to win and completely make the power decision that they want to yeah, the structure of the season is what's killing it, honestly. Um, so it's really frustrating because I feel like that has been kind of a theme amongst the last couple of seasons yeah. uh, where the format is just like you take one look at it and you're like, oh, here's all the holes. And yet somehow the entire production team didn't notice any of them uh, or just didn't care, which I don't know which is worse. Um, so it is frustrating where we have all of these people finally waking up or at least telling us that they are in confessional and then nothing gets done on a consistent basis. Right. Um, let's talk about this challenge while we're in the area of it. It's called, we all fall down. It's uh, heights over water. They're 30 feet in the air and they just got to push this wall as hard as they can to get their opponents knocked off on the other side. It's tournament style. So you will only get one, two, one, two, three rounds uh, total of the game. Uh, <laughs> thoughts about this one. Um, it was fun, <laughs> you know, uh, like uh, people want these physical challenges. Well, here you go. Here was your physical challenge. Um, I thought that it was interesting with the wall being able to rotate and move around the entire platform. Thought added a lot of more interesting strategy rather than it just being brute force. Mm -hmm. um, so I was overall pretty positive on this challenge. Yeah, I don't know why they have to be 30 feet in the air. Like, people can get hurt, uh, like, that high up. Uh, we could just go to, like, 10 feet in the air and, and not worry about somebody slamming their, like, James slamming in his face on the water and, you know, horrible injuries. But Ugh, um, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's really part of the dramatics for when Makes they Makes no fall. difference to me. Like, it if, doesn't. In watching, like, I don't care that they're that high yeah. up. Yeah. Like, uh, there have been uh, so many survivor challenges that I can think of where like, you know, they're uh, pushing each other off of a platform in the water and the water is what, like a foot above uh, yep. the platform is like a foot above the water. Like they fall in the water and that's the end of it. Um, but nope, this is the challenge. Um, 
the there were a couple of highlights from this one being uh Norris screaming at Corey afterwards because apparently Corey, this big man uh was like pushing himself kind of like i i guess or the way that he was pushing was like kind of squishing Norris, and she was not happy about that <laughs> yeah um not ideal whatever but um i think it was interesting to them to point out that Corey is so big but doesn't really know what to do with it uh, I think that is an interesting assessment, and I'm going to keep an eye on it because the first ever elimination he goes into is him and Michelle versus Michaela and – can you name who? Yes, Renan. Yeah, uh, Renan. Yeah, sure. Um, so look at you. Um, but they – Corey's size is such a deciding factor in there, um, and I feel like always has been flagged up throughout. So to see that he can't necessarily use it fully to his advantage either is interesting. Yeah, um, his elimination where him and Michelle went home was also – was it physical? It was Amber and Huey on that one. Uh, um, not really. It was like rope management more so. Okay. Um, but yeah, there could be something there. Um, and as far as Norris goes, just keep her away uh, so that he doesn't hurt her. Um, pretty please. Um <laughs> And then Corey, just to talk about Corey while we're here, uh, what do you think about later when we get to nominations and he ends up voting for Raven and gives this whole speech? Uh, well, I guess like there's more Corey later as well. So there's like a small subplot with him throughout this episode. He votes for Raven. And he says, yeah, because I'm a pussy. That's why I'm voting for Raven. It's like, oh, uh, that came out of nowhere. Uh, he was like acknowledging that the two of them are frustrated and he like, you know, he's like, I get that. I feel that. Uh, and then later he has a chat with Raven before the elimination, just being like, look, I get it. I get what you're saying that, you know, the, the structure needs to be flipped. But like right now, I'm not in a position to do so. Yeah, um, I at the time was like, is this no pun intended lip service um, or is whoa. this going to whoa, whoa. mean anything? <laughs> um, I wasn't sure where that was going to go. So to see him follow up the conversation with Norris, uh, I or not with Norris, with Raven, um, I was encouraged thinking maybe Corey is waking up because I do think he's someone that's kind of borderline and doesn't necessarily need to right at this moment, but could probably benefit it uh, from it in the future. So hopefully he's looking down the line or is he placating her in the same way that he did with big T and Michelle all the time. And he's just being messy again. Yeah. It's killing me. All these like little hints of like, I feel like I should do this and I should do that. And I should do that, but nothing's happening. Yep. Uh, like I I'm hoping that the season plays out in a way where we can look back on some of those moments and say, Oh, like this is the hint as to why Corey makes this move because he was thinking about it, but just couldn't do it then. Uh, but it's just like week after week, it's just not happening yet. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. For sure. Um, at the challenge, it ends up being, again, the winners are Zara, Berna, Horacio, and Ed. Uh, one of your favorite activities, which you were probably going to ask me, is what would happen if the losers won, Kyland, James, Michelle, and Mariah. There was a whole thing with Michelle before uh, the challenge itself where Kyland had asked uh, Mariah, maybe, uh, what do you think about Michelle? Is she going to throw this challenge? Which led to a very funny confessional amongst the four of them. Uh, horrible group dynamics and Michelle being very sarcastic, as she is known to be. Uh, so that was great. Ultimately, they win their first one, which Michelle's like, see, not throwing it. But then they lose the second one. Uh, so and then after all of that, if the four of them had to come together to make a decision, uh, I don't know what happens there. Colleen still goes in. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mariah does not like Colleen. James votes how Mariah wants. Uh, I think Kylan does not push it. Like, and, and Michelle's down for that. So, like, 
That's yeah. it. Um, I don't think anything different happens, unfortunately. Uh, it just kept, it would have kept James and Kylan safe on a guy's day, which would have shaken things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up also in terms of you brought up the questioning of throwing where apparently off camera Kylan talked to Mariah basically being like seemingly being like uh, so like do you think Michelle might throw this and that gets reported back to Michelle and Michelle gets very offended and we actually had someone write into us I'm not going to use their um, Twitter handle because I'm not 100% sure if they want to be named. Um, and so just next time in the future, if anyone does write into us and you want us to or specifically not to um, use your handle because just because this was a DM, um, mm-hmm. then go ahead and let us know that. But they say like, hey, just wanted to add, and I'm going to um, summarize a little bit here, but also like read different parts. So uh, basically they say that like they wanted to add some context uh, because they think it could be beneficial uh, as they are coming as someone who is autistic and does have ADHD. Obviously not all people uh, with that are neurodivergent are the same, um, but that they wanted to add a little bit of um, context where with Kylan, they don't know how open he has been with the whole house with his autism diagnosis. And f- I want to add that also, even if he had been, I don't think many people are very well educated on um, an autism diagnosis and would know how that could translate uh, to, you know, his behavior in the house or his actions or his like uh, conversations. So I don't think that um, even if he had made them express like expressly or explicitly aware uh that they would have known how to deal with uh or had known how to um you know take something that he might say no it's, it's definitely yeah. not something that you know is is spoken about uh on a regular basis which again is why a message like this is is very helpful for somebody to give their perspective for sure um so yeah sorry continue. yeah i sound no i sound like i'm tripping over but i'm just like searching for words because i have a headache um <laughs> uh i told Lagoria i'm a little sick sorry um but that um so they say that a lot of autistic people not all obviously because we're not all the same ask questions to gather information and offer and to offer clarity it's not necessarily uh it's a necessity for a lot of us to properly process and have all of the facts but what if I and some other um, ASD people I know have found is that neurotypical people tend to take questions as an attack or like a gotcha moment when it's not. They offer an example uh, where they went ice skating with their friends and they laced their ice skates differently and they said, like, why did you do it like that? And the friend took it as like a judgment on the way that they had laced their ice skates rather than a genuine question that they meant it as. So um, basically offering the possibility that kylan was just genuinely asking like hey do you think michelle might throw this or like anyone our team might have a reason to throw this and not an accusatory like michelle is going to throw this uh in that the way that michelle took it to be so i think it's helpful to have that context and uh different uh insight into what may have happened obviously we didn't see it play out on camera so it is very difficult to judge but uh nonetheless very much appreciate you writing in for sure. Um, yeah, there's there's probably a lot more uh, to Kyland and and his game and how he maneuvers the game. Um, I, I want to say he was only uh, officially diagnosed uh, a couple of years ago, right? Like it was yeah. like right at, soon after, after his big brother game. Yeah. So I'm sure like even he is like 
working to figure out how to play this game and uh or how to play these games while also like understanding you know the way that he operates within them not just in you know life but within the game so um there's certainly something you know to that again appreciate uh, the person that wrote in with that uh additional context um again as far as this scene goes uh led to uh some pretty uh memorable confessionals between the team it didn't seem to go anywhere it's not like they were like at each other's throats for the rest of the episode so at least there was that uh but again kylan's still uh not quite getting uh the trust level that he should have with michelle which is zero uh he's he's, he's, he's like 99 percent there but the, the fact that he still questions it uh is is you know yeah i think it's hard because like you, okay you could throw michelle away completely but who is he gonna trust more <laughs> like it's hard when you don't have like an established base to fall back on to completely throw away a potential ally like mm-hmm. i would rather he like all right like i'm gonna at least on the surface keep this alliance open and this relationship open and go ahead try and like he's building his numbers with colleen with raven Horacio, like etc and then i take a shot first at and olivia <laughs> like that is the first move before michelle i think yeah um if this was a guy's elimination day i would have been so intrigued to again see how some of these Same. decisions would have played out um because he is obviously protecting Horacio. Does Michelle and Mariah think to put in Horacio? Do they have the numbers to do so even with Kylan there? Probably, uh, certainly, because they had the majority with James. So um, could have been interesting. But um, I think it would have gonna... been the exact yeah. two people to be safe. Um, that makes it more interesting, too. Like James and Kylan are the two that I would most expect to be voted in next week, the two that were voted in last week. Um, so to watch them both have safety and have the picks of, I like, I don't think they vote in Horacio. I don't think that Kylan's down. Um, and I think that like, uh, the thing is that like Mariah said specifically that like she would take that shot when it's available. Mm-hmm. And we're about to get two back-to-back men's days. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> I'm nervous. Kylan, James, and even Horacio, watch out. Yeah, uh, I, I, God, if it just ends up being like them two back to back, I'm going to be annoyed. Well, nobody's going home these days. So, um, I mean, you got CT coming in, which is like, I would say is going to send somebody home, but also look what just happened yeah. in the last two episodes. And then Brad, uh, give or take, uh, hard to CT say. has no weaknesses. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not even thing. sarcastically, like, what is he bad at? I know. Uh, but he, we also say that knowing that, uh, well, Somebody on this cast did send him home, but also that was a different era of his life. I would, the one that he like Darrell got, I could see CT being, being bad at like a like shifting your body weight. Yeah. Um, and like you know, one of the crapshoots, sure, like CT is going to be bad at, but he's phenomenal at puzzles, phenomenal at eating, phenomenal at strength. Like there's, and he's like pretty agile. Like uh, I struggle to see many eliminations that CT is losing. For sure. Um, I want to quickly touch on the fact that Zara, I believe, is the one who says like out loud, which kind of got this sent uh, to my brain in a different way that I had been previously thinking is she's like, I think we're coming to the end of the chaos portion, which, again, uh, two more champs left to come. We don't believe have any reason to believe why more would be coming that they after that would likely shift to the next portion of the game. So we're looking at a world now where Zara, Raven, Colleen all made it out alive of this portion of the of the game because now it's just men's eliminations left. Yeah, true. 
So we're probably going to go back to having them face off against each other uh, to send each other home. So, you know, if we're looking at a world where I don't know how the elimination style is going to go, but if Raven, you know, goes into elimination and gets to call out somebody she wants to go off against, it's not going to be Zara. It's not going to be Colleen. So we may have more of these intense eliminations coming up the pipeline. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, okay, control. They were all working as a big team and some people found that boring. But like at least the elimination structure was a lot better. Yeah. So maybe we'll go back to that. Fingers are crossed. Who's to say? That's still two weeks away. The season, um, it is long, like 12 episodes. We're three months in. Like, it it should feel longer than it is. Maybe the holidays kind of, like, broke it up a little bit to the sense where I wasn't, like, I'm not, like, three people, three weeks in a row, people haven't gone home. But for some reason in my brain, yeah. it's not still feeling dragged out. I'm not fatigued. I feel okay. That's Shockingly. Good. Good Maybe it was because we had the break. Um, We had a break? I mean, way back when. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was all the reindeers and traders coming up that is uh, distracting us from the weekly monotony. Yeah. I mean, on a personal note level, I'm not podcasting about anything else. So I feel okay right now. But... There you go. Um, until next week when the trader starts. <laughs> Plug. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else? So just uh, we kind of already talked about this vote. Very funny. Or not the vote. The deliberation uh, between the winners. Very funny of Berna saying Michelle is her queen. So she's protecting her. I'm like, thank you very much, Berna. This is why you're on the cast. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and they land on Colleen. And uh, the Ravens are alliance seems to work out in Ravens favor this week because of the fact that she's safe. So there's that. Hmm. Um, if Berna had not protected Michelle. Could she have saved Colleen? I still don't think so, but would have been better for her game. No, she couldn't have. Um, the votes else, uh, the, the votes otherwise are just not there. Yeah, that's the problem is that I still think that enough of these people haven't woken up. And like even Zara, who did get voted in, is like, I'm doing it to prove myself. And it's like, Zara, like, please. With her. Like, ah. Oh. Did you see her cheering like she just, you know, won the Super Bowl or won the challenge after Michelle won her elimination? I did not. Oh, my God. She lost her mind. Like, everybody Uh, lost their minds after Michelle won that and is coming back. But, like, Zara, I'm like, this is not the person you want to be coming back in the house. Um, Anyway. um, So there was a scene that we should talk about where Colleen is – going through some of her notes and uh, she's got this alliance mapped out, which has the center of the group being Michelle, Olivia, Narice, and Jay. She's not too far off. I mean, I'm not going to knock her for not knowing that Asaf is a part of it, even though Asaf is in the room with her during this conversation uh, and thinking that Olivia is at the core. So not a whole lot here, but like, I don't know, are they presented? Cause we had that Colleen and Kylan scene too. So maybe if this resistance ever shows up and actually does something, maybe it's Colleen and Kylan at the helm of it. It's good thinking. It just feels like too little too late, unfortunately. So I'm a little nervous about that. I wish that she had clocked this earlier. And I think that it was clockable. So um, while I am very happy that she has recognized the core of the Alliance, um, and I don't think that every other person, or, you know, uh, the majority of the core of the Alliance, I don't think every other person in this house has still somehow. Um, but... Uh, So I'll give her her credit there. I think it was doable earlier, and I wish that she had done it earlier. Uh, So that's unfortunate. I do think that Asaf quietly being part of this alliance is so detrimental to the other side of the house uh, in that they all just somehow still assume that he's with them. Yeah. Um, Do you think there's anything uh, so far to give us any reason to believe there could be a Colleen 3.0? Oh! 
I'm not ruling it out like I was in the first couple of weeks where she was just like completely not on the show. Mm-hmm. I'll say I'm like at a pretty like 90% no for season 40. Like I can't imagine, you know, they're going to have all these, you know, big names if that's what yeah. they're going to do. If they're going to pull people from this season, I can't imagine she makes it through that grouping. Uh, but I can see like a 41 or 42 uh, if they come back to this pool again and say like eh, one more time. Let's see. I agree, and I think that the best thing that this season is doing is it is taking a lot of people who are very, very green on the show and Mm -hmm. waking them up. Because I think that if they had ended up on another season with all vets and, like, they met this same fate of, like, being picked off along the way and, oh, you were in the alliance, but you're on the out of the alliance, they'd be like, I get it, I understand why I am, where a lot of them are coming away from this season, like, but why was I like, why was it like I deserved better? Like I was on equal footing to all of you and that wasn't afforded to me. So now I'm yeah. coming in and like, I'm not going to trust everyone. I'm going to do how to play the game I want to play and we'll see how long that lasts. But I think a lot of people who could be interesting in future seasons are going to be now like better <laughs> because they have woken up to playing uh, a much more aggressive game, hopefully in yeah, the future. I mean, uh, gaining a full season of experience, whether it's with the vets or not, is is not hurting any of these people for sure. For so, sure, I agree. But I think I think this is even better than had they gone on with the vets. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else? The remainder bulk of my notes is from nominations. Ooh, um, which isn't even much, but I don't know. I I actually I find the Jay and Olivia conversation to be interesting. Um, okay. And really have more from that besides what we were talking about earlier. I don't know. I mean, the fact that Olivia says to Jay, like, you just say the word, if he's targeting you, like, I'm like, it's over. Like, I'm good. I'm throwing him in. And like, that's wild. I did not think that it was that bad yet. I'm not surprised. Uh, she is, you know, has been talking about this for how, you know, it's, it's been at least two, if not three episodes. So we're talking probably like a week, if not two weeks or longer in the house. She, she's been mad since the season began because he didn't tell her that she was coming on the season. So she's been holding on to this for a while. She's ready to cut him. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, it makes sense that she doesn't want to run a final against him, but there's like so many people in this house that she shouldn't want to run a final against that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, probably not your one girly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that, that I like, I would rather lose to my like great friend, Ryder die Orasio than to Jay. Um, but sure. Uh, and so, uh, again, I'm not that shocked given what I know of Olivia's history with people on her other shows, but it is wild to me that like she's gotten to this point without seemingly ever having a conversation with him. I also really liked the uh, like <laughs> the maturity with Nerese where she's like, mm, I have tons of platonic guy friends. Like it's fine if Ferasio wants to hang out with Zara. Like I'm totally good. And Olivia being like, no, it's disrespectful. Like it's not cool. Like it's not okay. Like oh, okay, Olivia, sure. Um, what Olivia relationships have been working lately? Uh, mm. the Love Island one or Nelson or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, friendship Lisa. relationships. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, my notes. Yeah, again, I don't really have a whole lot from the nominations, but um, Raven goes into it pretty knowing that it's going to be her going in. Um, I was uh taking extra note of Emmanuel voting for Raven. Mm. So whatever Raven connection the two of them had, yeah. You know what annoyed uh, me? What? Raven talks to Zara and she's like, 
well, I'm not going to self-nominate. And, like, this is going to start a war. <laughs> and then they right? get in there, and <laughs> Raven's like, I vote for myself. And I was like, ah! <laughs> so bad! <laughs> like, even Kylan didn't vote for you! <laughs> yeah, they were like, apparently Kylan was doing that to keep Raven on his good side. So uh, one of them had a confessional saying, which is like, okay, I mean, you're all very much on the same page that you need to make something happen, but uh, the votes are going to Raven. You don't really need to keep sticking your neck out, but uh, I also can't uh, give him any shit for it because it's what we've been begging for. So, yeah, no. And the thing is that like, he said it weeks ago, he's like, everyone just votes with the majority. Like I'm going to vote for who I really want to. And that week it happened to be with the majority, but he's kind of come through with actually voting for just who he wants at this point. Yeah. You're King. Um, also, Jay makes a comment saying he's never been this far in the game before, which um, seemed a little like what? Uh, but then also, as far as days go, I'll believe that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds about right. He like has like it's a solid just... run at the beginning of the games constantly and then just gets clipped. Yeah, if this was uh, a normal season where somebody goes home every episode, we're on episode 12. So. 12 people would have gone home by now. So we're looking at a world where we're at, wait, so eight people have gone home. So we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six left of uh, both men and six women. Oof. Yeah. So if that was the point in the season, yeah, Jay hasn't made it that far in. I mean, we also still have two men's eliminations coming up. So we'll see if he makes it to the final six men. There you go. We'll see. Um, what else? I have um okay, I, I meant to ask you this earlier, but did not remember. Uh suppose there's a world where you maybe got your way last week and Michelle went home uh, at the okay. hands of Laurel. This is an exaggeration, but sure. Uh, okay, well suppose that <laughs> happened. Car Maria comes in this week, still pulls the same uh whatever that she pulls in the draw. Who is she picking? Ooh. Well, this is interesting. Well, the teams couldn't have been evenly divided up. We would have had a four versus first, but four versus three. Like, uh, that would have been annoying. We would have been complaining about that a whole lot. Um, hmm. I feel like she picks Nerese. You know they would have done that. They would have had a three-person team. Yep, they would have, and I would have been complaining like no other. <sighs> yep. Um, she picks Nerese? I don't know. So I she's still so. talking to Laurel, um, and Laurel says, I just sent Michelle home. Life is great. Um, you know, it's not like she can send Jay home to get other, you know, <laughs> revenge for, for Laurel. So maybe does she know who Mich yeah, Michelle's closest allies are? She's still not picking uh, Colleen or Raven. Yeah. She can't pick Zara. She can't pick Berna. I mean, it comes down to literally just like Nerese, Olivia, Mariah. And I think that she does want to win that $10,000 and thinks that Nerese is going to be like small and easier to win, beat against uh, in this particular challenge. Um, also, I think if she knows anything about the seasons, uh, Nerese seems like the like de facto figurehead of the three. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's Nerese, but maybe she knows about the Mariah thing and oh, calls her. Yeah, out. that's possible. I don't know. Um, imagine a world, though, where it's like uh, the, the women's boot list is Big T, Melissa, Michelle, Nerese. Like, <laughs> Oof. Whoa. Oof. <laughs> Whoa. Now yeah. we're talking crazy. Um, so there's. Yeah. Um, and one last thing about Michelle that I had here is uh, she said on the podcast that she hated her confessional watching it back. Uh, the one about the worker bees. <laughs> uh, she says something along the lines of like the worker bees are starting to realize that the queen bee is not working for them. So they're starting to unionize. Uh, but she's like, but I'm still good. I'm going to go win the season or something like that. And she's like, I cringe so hard hearing that back. She's like, I don't know why I said that. 
Uh, And Devon and Devin were like, no, good for you. Like, it's true. Like, you are the center of the house. Like, you're the godfather. You are the one calling the shots. And she's like, nope, I I should not have said that. (laughs) Well, she did the same thing with Jay, where she's like, be my good little puppy dog and be quiet. And like, and then she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. Like, oh, like, I regret that. Why did I do that? It's like, um, maybe just either don't say them or better yet. Be a little bit of a villain. <laughs> Stand on it. <laughs> like it annoys me. Like don't villain like play show. innocent. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. I I certainly don't think we're at the point where it's like okay, we, we were like getting on Tori's case. Like lean into being the villain because you are. Um, I don't feel like we're at that point yet. But yeah, she does say things with you know the the snark and the sarcasm that are uh, Michelle trademarks. Um, but I don't think that necessarily makes her a villain. It's just like this you know little twinkle in her eye that uh she you know sends a little like poverty type wink and says, yep, this is this is what I'm feeling. This the is my money. By it. Mm. yes she does and the thing is i i feel like if you go back uh you know tease for the social media segments like how many of the weeks is it michelle being like oh i just watched this and i cringed and i didn't know why i did this and like i feel like it is you know she gets in these arguments and it's often like sorry like i didn't mean to like okay we don't have to apologize every single week yeah all right enough on Michelle for now and all the rest of that. Do you have anything else that we didn't get to today? We of course still have a patron show coming up if we Yeah. Anything we didn't anything. get to will be there. Um okay. so you know, I think we're good. All right. Um so we will be back with that uh bonus weekly show that we do uh for patrons of the Free Agents podcast. Um that we talk about the challenge uh, social media, so any mess that's been going on online amongst this group or any other alumni that pops up. Uh we also have already out on Patreon right now is our Traders draft where we got Ooh. together with uh Puya and Lavina and we drafted through the Traders cast of the US Traders, not the RHAP Traders, but I want them to do that with you but you didn't bite on my tweet uh i didn't tag you in it but you didn't bite um talking about uh at least the upcoming uh peacock season of the traders um so that draft is up and uh again on patreon it will be out on uh the main feed in a couple of days as well but um if you want to get it now and uh check that out it was a lot of fun and uh again that's on patreon uh, patreon.com slash the free agents podcast otherwise we'll be back uh coming up with the uh bonus weekly show now i'm i'm having a hard time getting through my words i guess (laughs) i'm uh as well also tired and sick uh or maybe just tired um what else what's going on Mm, i don't know we'll be over on the patreon feed it's been a lot of fun the traders pod was a lot of fun can't wait uh if you guys have any questions uh like we said we've gotten a dm or two where we brought up on the pod if you guys ever want to uh ask a question and or give a little feedback or context for an episode or think we might have missed something definitely reach out we'll try to address uh, as many as we can, either here or on the patron feed. So uh, definitely start reaching out more. There you go. Um, I found a uh, an old tweet <laughs> where uh, it was before you and I were like, good friends. Um, and uh, I replied to you and you were saying something. Oh, I don't know what you were saying, but I was like, thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, I did not know him very well yet. Oh, my God, um, not the time. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so... Funny. Uh, maybe I'll like look for the tweet and uh, that'll be again bonus. It's probably deleted. It's probably. Um, (laughs) 
So that's that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Matt Ligori. Scally's, of course, at Brian underscore Scally. Happy belated birthday on thank the you. podcast here to thank you, you Brian you. Scally, um, who will always respond to a happy birthday message with Happy New Year's. Uh, <laughs> that is true. It's, that it's is, a uh, nice built in response. I guess so. Um, I'm trying to make it about you and you're trying to make it about me. Yeah. It's Social look, game. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that is what it is. <laughs> me deflecting away from anything that could talk about my age. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so if you didn't wish Callie happy birthday uh, on New Year's Day, go ahead and uh, send that through now. But again, uh, bonus show coming up soon. Traders coverage, as we have announced, coming soon. Uh, so keep an eye out for all of that. If we uh, missed anything today, we'll be back on the Patreon feed. And then again next week for another episode of The Challenge Battle for a New Champion. Thank you guys for being with us here today and checking this one out uh rate us on itunes five star ratings and reviews uh become a patron or just tell a friend about the podcast are all ways that you can support us here and uh, join in on the fun so until next time take care and we hope to see you in the future